ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the REC Podcast, brought to you by REC Comics and Collectibles. I'm your host, Roman Chavez, and with me sometimes, and not usually as always, the Big Tuna. Hi. 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 Jordan Tunney joined me on the pod today. He had some uh, some ideas he wanted to talk about, some, some smoked meats he wanted to share. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at REC Podcast. You can follow myself at Roman REC Podcast, and you can follow the shop at RAC Comics, and you come check us out at 7679 North Union Boulevard in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, and the Big Tuna, he's around, swimming upstream, doing what he do, all right? What do I do? No, I, I don't know what I, I do. What you do. I don't know what I do. But uh, uh, Eric's been having some car troubles, and uh, and Big Tuna had, had something that he wanted us to do, so go ahead and set us up on today's show. All right, yeah, well, I figure it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, obviously, you know, everyone's getting out there doing their last minute Thanksgiving shopping, you know, getting your Thanksgiving presents, yeah. uh, for the Thanksgiving elves and yeah. whatnot. So am I the only one that did that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're cursing, yeah. you're cursing and crossing, bro. Yeah, sure. Oh. Uh, so it's, it's, I'm pre-gaming for Hanukkah. So, <laughs> um, so I thought, you know, we could have some, uh, Thanksgiving day themed topics to talk about and address. Also, uh, obviously with, uh, you know, Black Panther 2 coming out and, and how it did at the box office, I started thinking about um, how big some of these superhero movies were. Mm-hmm. So I did a quick search, looked at Box Office Mojo, which is kind of the, 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 the main source for how movies do in terms of their uh, sales, ticket sales and, and domestic gross and all of that. So I have a list of the top 10 highest grossing superhero movies, movies they've categorized as superhero movies. Uh, and we're going to challenge you to see if you can uh, list out the 10 in order from the highest grossing from the list okay. to the, the least grossing. Okay. So so these are the top 10. I give you a list of the okay. 10 movies so you don't have to you don't have to you know, try to come up with it out of nowhere. Thank you, because uh, that, that would have been tough. I already see some things I wouldn't have Why don't you run down the list? So these are the 10 movies that Box Office Mojo considers as superhero films they're, uh, they're, they're, I just kind of did them in quick kind of like alphabetical order, uh, but my challenge to Roman is going to be to list out the number one, which of the movies is the highest grossing, made the most amount of money in theaters, to the 10th the, the highest grossing. Obviously, there's much more than 10 sure. superhero movies. I just went with the 10. All right. So why don't you go through the list and tell us what's on there. All right. So we have Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, Black Panther... Captain Marvel, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Incredibles 2, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Was No Way Home the, the most recent one? No Way Home was the most <laughs> okay, recent one. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, uh, man, it's between these two. I'm going to go um, Avengers Endgame. That's your number one? As the highest. Okay, that's okay. a good choice. All right. And then I'm going to say... Black Panther 1. Then I'm going to say Infinity War. Oh, man. Yeah, get, get in your sausages. Right? Yeah, yeah. While yeah. he's doing that, I'm enjoying a traditional pilgrim Thanksgiving plate uh, made up of various meats, made up of various farm animals. Uh, cheeses, or once were cheese. Um, we've got some, some mustards. Uh, from the, it's only mustard if it's from the mustard region of France. Otherwise, it's <laughs> otherwise it's sparkling, uh, sparkling Dijon sauce. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Roman and I share love for the the Hickory Farms. Something we found out years ago, um, and uh, I thought it'd be fitting if we're talking Thanksgiving stuff to have a little bit of a little snack plate. So, mm. um, 
And this is one of my favorite things. I absolutely love uh, meats, cheeses, crackers, and uh, uh, definitely mustards. Oh my god, I love mustards. There you go. There you go. Mustard guy. Mustard kind of guy. All right, man. This is getting tough. I'm I'm at four, five, six, and seven. See, and that's the thing is, it's usually the the hardest part tends to be the middle. Yeah. Because you can you can kind of make a case for why oh this movie's got to be up there number one or number two. Or, I know this movie kind of underperformed maybe, so it should be closer to 10. But those middle ones there, you know, that's where, that's where, you know, that's where the meats would go in the sandwich. Yeah. So, and you're a sandwich guy. Oh, I think I messed these up. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And if he gets any of them wrong, he has to close the shop. For oh, this. my God. So, so this is high stakes. This wasn't part of the deal, man tooth. <laughs> uh, Age of, all right, I've got it. I've got it. Oh, this is wrong. All right, all right, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. So I've got I've got the uh, the old list here, the old mojo, and I'm gonna run down. I'm gonna start with ten okay. and, and work my way and work my way up. So we'll we'll go through there and kind of uh, uh, start off there. So um, I'm looking at so box office mojo. I'm looking at the lifetime gross. So this would include if a movie got a a second theatrical release. You know, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home got a second theatrical release. Um, uh, you know, so, so that would be included mm -hmm. in the, in the formulation. Um, and all of these are going to be, uh, not adjusted for inflation. So if okay. a movie came out, uh, 2012 Avengers, mm -hmm. let's say, you know, ticket prices have changed a little bit, but they're going strictly off of how much money it made in its, its run. run. Yeah. Okay. So starting off, you've got Incredibles 2 at number 10. Incredibles 2 is actually not at number 10. Captain Marvel comes in. Oh, uh, my rounding out the top, Which makes sense, considering she gets, like, what, 78 cents of every dollar? Oh, that my they God. Superhero this guy. This something guy. like that. That's all right, though. Uh, number nine, you've got Dark Knight Rises. Number nine is The Dark Knight Rises. Right Boom. on the money there. All right. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, interesting fact, the movie was heavily inspired by Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. Uh, which is the story of a guy who uh, he, he's born in France, lives in London, goes back to Paris. It's during the, the revolution. It's during the, what they call the Reign of Terror. That's Robespierre. That's the guillotine, mm. all the violence. And when you look back at the movie, you, know, you see Bane breaking people out of prison, like the storming of the Bastille, which kicked off the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. And you see these mock trials that are put together to, to try people and find them guilty. Yeah. Uh, the story talks about you know, witnessing uh, somebody, uh, there's a character in the book that's knitting while these trials are taking place. If you look very carefully in the film, you will see Bane knitting during one of those trials. Are you kidding me? And, I did not know that. Yes, yes. And and the, the culmination of The Dark Knight Rises with the death of Bruce Wayne... You've got the unveiling of the statue, and you hear Gary Oldman uh, as Commissioner Gordon, who's reciting kind of a passage from a book at what turns out to be the gravestone of Bruce Wayne. Well, the passage he's reading is uh, the last passage from the main character from A Tale of Two Cities. Oh. So very interesting to see those similarities there. You hit the you hit the nail on the head. Number nine, number eight. You've got the Dark Knight, which is a very good guess. Two thousand eight mm -hmm. for the Dark Knight, so that was quite a while ago. But number eight turns out to be Age of Ultron. Whoa! So oh, Avengers crap. movie, their second outing. Uh, it was pretty divisive between fans. Some mm -hmm. people felt it didn't live up to the hype. It introduced. Uh, obviously some new characters gave us a lot more backstory with we already knew now they were heading in the direction of Thanos the infinity stones uh, you said you watched it uh, you watched it more than probably any other human being what is it about age of Ultron that you love so much it's my favorite of the Avengers uh, films outside of um, 
you know, when you talk about Infinity War and Endgame, they're so big, like, it's obviously better. But this one is the most comic book to me. Like you said, we introduced Pietro and Wanda. Um, we get Ultron, which is one of the best Avengers bad guys. Um, who else was new in there? There was one more, I thought. Claw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Claw was introduced. Yeah. So we got a lot of just really cool deep cuts comic book stuff. And I'm a big fan of how they take the thing I know and make it into something else and make it really interesting. And like, I'm, I'm, it's like a good cover song. It's like, oh, I, I understand the beats, but, yeah. but they're doing their own thing for the MCU. And when you can get there, it really does help make solidify the MCU. So um, while I want you thinking about your favorite cover song, I do think that one of the things Age of Ultron did, and I don't think it gets a lot of love for it, is it gave us arguably one of the most important MCU characters that's ever issued, and that's Vision. Oh, yeah, Vision. So, yeah, I didn't and, say it. And, they, and they created his character in a very... Uh, uh, in a very understandable way you know like taking kind of ultron's attempt to like make this this body for him and then kind of co-opting it and so yeah. that's a clever way to tie it in there for sure do you have a favorite cover song um i think the one that makes me um like if it, i'll always play it is real big fish's take on me from uh, the basketball soundtrack yes good ska yeah great ska, good ska stuff, uh, yeah. just yeah good just musically it's heavy it's uh, it's fun. The singers really they're really hitting those high notes. They, they got it. What about you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower mm. uh, remake of the Bob Dylan song. And uh, and if if I had to really nail one down, weirdly enough, "Torn" by Natalie Imbruglia is a cover. Oh, we got a happy plate. Look at that! Yay! I did it. Yay! He gets dessert, I and it. I didn't bring dessert. But oh! uh, I would say probably if I had to pick like like one jam, and it's like it's it's almost it's almost on like a daily repeat. Is going to be uh, Johnny Cash's Nine Inch Nails. Oh, that's up there. That's up there yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think it's a better version than like it was almost like Trent Reznor read it or wrote it for yes. uh, Johnny Cash to sing. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's one of those songs that like you hear like I hear the artist singing it, mm -hmm. but like I can also tell like it's not a Johnny Cash does it, but it's not a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, you know. Um, so it 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 it, it feels like it pulls. Uh, it, it makes it, it's got a uniqueness to it. Totally. Uh, totally. It totally matches the voice there. So. Oh man, I'm whiffing, I'm whiffing. That's alright, number seven, so number seven you had as Captain Marvel, number seven is the Dark Knight. Okay. So Dark Knight was uh, towards the bottom there, um, obviously coming out in 2008, uh, same year that we got the MCU introduced with Iron Man. Because mm -hmm. um, so, it was the first superhero billion dollar film, right, Dark Knight. Right. right, and so, and again, uh, Batman Begins 2005, a few years earlier, uh, you know, definitely had some some success. Some juice. But there really hadn't been, uh, you know, it wasn't really clear what direction they were heading mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, you know, we had just come off of the, uh, the the dark times, as I call them, the, Sh the Joel Schumacher yeah. Batman, yeah. Uh, and uh, and and I think there was a question of where are they going to go with a sequel? <coughs> what are they going to do? You know, and, and the Dark Knight. Uh, I know you've said before it kind of has lost a little bit of its rewatchability, yeah. but it, it really did take what the foundation of Batman Begins was and expand it. Yeah, yeah, um, it was a great sequel. Great sequel. One of those when you when you want your sequel to be better than the original, it's you know it's better than Iron Man two. Um, it's better than Thor two. You know, in terms of, of, of sequels, sure. uh, so yeah, it, it, and for me, the the Heath Ledger performance still holds true, but the story is really flimsy in the end. Mm. Um, all right, 
All right, yeah, so coming in number six, you've got Spider-Man No Way Home. Number six is Incredibles 2. Uh, Incredibles 2, which is crazy. Be better. Which is crazy because of the gap in the years. I mean, I don't, none of these movies are a sequel to a movie that uh, had come out so far earlier. 11 years, you know? I think. Yeah, 10 like or 11 probably years. Probably 10 or 11 years yeah. at least, yeah. Because we're probably talking, uh, um, you know, mid-20s 20, yeah. or so. You know, maybe tales and four maybe mm -hmm. or so uh but yeah uh we're talking about 2016 probably for yeah. incredibles 2 uh so definitely some gap there uh so yeah number six is incredibles 2 number five you have the original avengers number five is the avengers yay so, the avengers right on the money there um obviously that was a, a big gamble you know they had done these successful solo movies uh, probably the, the the least considered successful of them was The Incredible Hulk, but we had this recasting. They're introducing Mark Ruffalo mm -hmm. uh, as uh, The Incredible Hulk as Bruce Banner, um, and uh, and and definitely you know brought the heroes together in a clever way. It was it was neat to kind of see them not as uh, allies originally. There was a lot of tension there. Yeah. Uh, you know there was. Uh, you know, that moment on the helicarrier where Bruce is, like, starting to kind of lose control. He's yeah. holding Loki's staff yeah. and everything. So, um, definitely, the Great moments. definitely the first movie that um, you you could watch it, but you really will enjoy it more having seen the Thor movie, yeah. the Iron Man movie, you know, and, and kind of seen where this stuff is sort of heading towards. But it, And then it holds well as a solo film, too. You know, like, they give you enough and they make you want to go back and watch it. There were people, you know, we were there, there were people who hadn't watched all the Iron Mans who probably skipped Thor and watched only watched Cap, so it made them want to go back and yeah. see and see what was coming up. For um, sure. All right, so I had Age of Ultron in the wrong spot. Yeah, Age of Ultron. You have his number uh, four. Infinity War is actually number four. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, you know pretty close there. Number three is Black Panther. You had uh, Infinity War mm. at number three, uh, but Black Panther is number three. Uh, number two is, is actually. I'm sorry. Is it No Way Home? Number two is Spider-Man No Way I Home. did not know it made that much money. Wow. Yeah. Now, I don't have the numbers uh, in front of me specifically, but uh, it was, uh, it did get a, a, a re-release, um, eight, eight, oh my goodness, eight, eight hundred million, eight hundred four million dollars. Wow. So we're talking just over eight hundred million dollars, yeah. and it's and it's released there. I didn't uh, even realize. Wow. Yeah, quite quite remarkable. Um, and then uh, number one is Endgame. Yeah, uh, and you had that, and I think that one, you know, uh, it's so rewatchable. It's so rewatchable. Uh, it really was. Um, you know, even though you had the Avengers and it's a team up, and Avengers Two is still a team up, and then Infinity War. You know, they had marketed it originally as Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part yeah. 2 when mm -hmm. it was announced. And so uh, there was this expectation that, you know, it's going to be this all roads leading to. Yeah. And I think that out of all of the MCU movies, Endgame was truly, uh, so far, the definitive, um, uh, uh, what would you call event film. Yeah. You know, like everything was building to that moment. You you knew people had died along the way. Yeah. You know, we had some deaths in uh, uh, some death that stuck. Yeah, you know, we had Pietro's death in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, uh, we we see you know Vision die in yeah. Infinity War, uh, but we've got like. The stakes were high. The stakes were high. The stakes were high. We didn't know if when everybody dusted. I mean, you figured, but you know they were really selling it. Like you know, we might not have. We knew that we weren't going to get out clean.